your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome. We're going to get right into it. Police Chief, new Police Chief, Sean Crudon in studio. How's it going, Chief? It's going well. It's going well. We're going to round two with you and on Wisdom today. Yeah. A little bit more extensive this time. Uh, question right away, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. But I tell you what, I am an, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. So, okay. Yeah. I saw some Brett Favre highlights on uh, Instagram's the Packer Instagram today, and I, I just I wrote all kinds of stuff down to ask you. That was what was zany, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, I think I like Brett Favre better than Aaron Rodgers, just because yeah. it's more fun. Well, that's tough, but I, I do like watching Rodgers play. So uh, obviously, what's it? Is this about week two? Of yeah, the new, about yeah, the yeah, new just position? about ending ending week two here pretty quick. So. Now, how did you celebrate getting uh, the chief of police job? Well, there really wasn't much celebration. Uh, out to lunch, I uh, went and had some a quick lunch after swearing in, and then it was back to the office and back to work. So not too much celebration going on. All the celebration was before that, right? Because it was Oktoberfest weekend, right? <laughs> exactly. So you were obviously out celebrating. I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching a lot of celebration. Uh, uh, working, working with uh, all the other officers out on the streets. So. Uh, how much of a transition is it to, Yeah, I, I guess you were, what were you doing right before, I know we can get into your bio a little bit, yeah, but right yeah. before you you were the police chief. What, yeah, what were, so what I was working, I was the captain of our investigative services bureau, so I oversaw all of our criminal investigation criminal investigation efforts. So okay. um, so that's what I was doing before, that was a, a busy job. And, that sounds uh, really basic to me. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I just, I, I jotted your bio down a little bit, I probably got it out of order, but you... Are you from? Where are you from originally? Yeah, actually, I, I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Um, I moved here and went to college at Winona State. We had some family that lived in the area, so I really liked the lacrosse, uh, a Cooley region area. Yeah. And uh, went to Winona State and graduated from there. It's so. a giant change from Omaha, Nebraska, right? Like yes, the, it is. The scenery, anyway. Oh yeah, and a very good change for me. So uh, I know I had a friend go to Wayne State for a year. He moved from North Carolina to Wayne State, and yeah. then he was like, "I can't live here." <laughs> Yeah, I can't do a little it. different, sure. Um, so you went to Winona State, then you. So are you? Did, have you transitioned to being a Badgers fan then, or are you a Cornhuskers yeah, fan? Obviously, wow, yeah, that's pretty tough too. I, I still root for the for the Cornhuskers, okay. no doubt about it. But uh, uh, I am a Badgers fan. Really like to watch Badger basketball for sure. Okay, so. sounds like a lie to me. But <laughs> uh, from there, you went to Platteville to get your like master's degree. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, uh, actually, once I was already working here um, in Lacrosse as, as a as a law enforcement officer here, um, I I started working on my graduate degree. Okay, so. and you've been here. 19 years i have so yes. you, obviously you love it here if you've been here that long you bet um before that you were in fond du lac probably just in a cruiser cruising around get- I, I was yeah absolutely I, I i was hired uh with the fond du lac police department uh worked as a patrolman there worked third shift and mm-hmm. uh worked there for for just about a year and a half and then i got the opportunity to to come here and was hired by the lacrosse police and then department. you said you you started kind of the same job but second shift here that's correct so yeah. what has better stories second shift or third shift well, I tell you what, um, uh, third shift has probably the more unique stories. Yeah. Uh, second shift was was actually busier because we were, you know, second shift is just you get a little bit of everything and you're busy really from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and uh, but, uh, you know, kind of unique stories uh, typically came from from third shift. Third so, shift, yeah, yeah, because everyone's inebriated at that point <laughs> yeah, and, that's and true. wandering the streets. Um, at second shift, everyone's out and about and you're trying to kind of keep them to keep keep people in line so to speak or just 
you know, like watch over what's going on. Yeah, there's just, you know, you know, there's a lot of movement around the city during that time of day, uh, a lot of traffic and, and things like that. Um, and, and just the, you know, the call load was very, very consistent. That, that, that shift at that time when I worked, it was, you know, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So just a really, you know, consistent call load during that time of day. Now, things have changed since then, and, and I don't know if you were affected by that. They've gone to, right, you're on 12-hour shifts? 12-hour shifts now, 12 hour yeah, shifts. yeah. Um, is, is that a really big change, or and you know, I guess how that how does that work? If uh, I know you're the chief, so it's a little bit different. But you're overseeing these guys now, and I was just kind of thinking this: if I'm in a cruiser for 12 hour shift, I don't know if like they sit in their cruiser or the. You know, I'm thinking like, man, if I had to get out and like start, I was on the elliptical thinking about this about two hours ago. <laughs> if I had to get out and start chasing a guy, I'm going to need to stretch out and stuff and need, need to be warm. So I was just thinking like 12 hour shift. How does that work? Is there a lot of breaks or is there a lot of, get, hey, you need to get out or. Sure. Yeah. The, I mean, there's, there's, you know, they, they certainly take breaks. Um, they're busy throughout their shifts. There's no doubt about that. So they're not just sitting in a, a squad car the entire time. Okay. Um, they're answering calls for service. They're getting in and out of their car. Um, they're engaging with the community. I mean, they're getting out and. And, and, you know, uh, going to, to, to different community events and things like that, coming back to the department, working on reports. I mean, it's a it's a fairly they're not just at the speed trap. They are not. Right. No. Yeah, <laughs> Which is like not. the preconceived notion. I think sure. a lot of people have. Sure. Um, with, with, you know, policing. So you I, I guess we can get into this. We're going to take a quick break and, and go to news. But, we uh, you know, you went from a patrolman, I guess, to. Eventually, you were in charge, like you said, of investigation. So I kind of want to get into that because I think a lot of people don't think of, you know, police officers and investigations, especially locally. So that'd be great to get into those details. We can do that. All right. We'll do that after the news here on Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. We've got Mm. new Lacrosse Police Chief Sean Kudron in studio. 608-785-7914. 608-785-7914. If you want to text in, feel free to do that. We'll try to get your calls too, but if you text in, I'd appreciate that a little bit more. Just easier to handle because uh, we got a lot to get to. So we were just, before the break, we were just talking about, you know, your bio. And you you, you mentioned uh, being in charge of investigations is sure. the easiest way for me to say that. Sure, sure. Uh, when did, how long have you been in that position? You know, um, I, I was in that position uh, for quite a while. I think uh, going back... Um, about uh, seven, eight years or so. Um, I, I had a little transition during that time. I also, you know, oversaw our field services. But the vast majority of the time was was our investigative services and criminal investigation. Now, people probably I don't do I don't do a whole lot of cop shows. So, but people probably automatically go to like cop shows when they think about that. But can sure. you maybe just describe like what you know a lacrosse police force does when it comes to getting investigating people and and yeah. what maybe is the main problem when that you guys have yeah so just to give you a real basic idea um we we take you know a lot of calls for service uh where our patrolmen are going to go out and and um, get called to uh, you know, let's say the scene of a crime, maybe a burglary or something like that. They'll gather as much information as they possibly can and report that. And then that report, um, in my my previous position, that report would come up to me. Mm-hmm. I'd review it, I would look at it, and 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 then I would assign that to an investigator because there'd be typically there'd be more work to do, more work that than the, the the patrolman had time to do. Mm-hmm. And then the investigator would get that, and then they would dig into it and and start looking into cases, um, anything from property crime. Um, sexual assaults, um, any of our, you know, shooting investigations, uh, drug investigations, 
Um, you know, there, there's a just a wide variety of things that our investigators work on, frauds and, and things like that, scams. Yeah. And uh, and so they have they have the a little bit more time than to, to kind of really dig into those cases and, and figure out what's going on and, and try and uh, hopefully the end goal is to bring charges against uh, a suspect that was responsible for the criminal activity. And maybe there's like a big picture, small picture there and, and you have to decide, you know, OK, this might be something part of a bigger picture that we Absolutely. Right. Yes, absolutely. We've had some cases like that. Uh, you know that. Uh, I think a few years ago, you. I think it was like 19 suspects in a drug ring from. I think from the cities, maybe yeah. bringing drugs from Mexico to the cities. To, yeah, correct. You know, so guys- that was a, a real large scale investigation where where it was a longer term investigation, uh, tying people into drug activity, and 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 uh, sometimes you know our investigations will you know take us to different parts of of the Midwest region, uh, you, you know, and elsewhere across the country. So it just kind of depends on the case and, and the dynamics of the case. Now, when you were in charge of that, was your office all like yarn strings across everything, <laughs> connecting everything or not? Uh, not, not quite. Not <laughs> no, quite. We, doesn't uh, work like that? We, yeah, we've, uh, uh, we've improved a little bit with technology in terms of uh, connecting people in cases. You're not so. printing stuff off? I think Brad Williams does that in the newsroom, in the news, <laughs> in his news booth. He's, he's got uh, the yarn string out and he's yeah, printing sure, stuff off. Sure. He's got his own investigations going on. Um, kind of with that, about in early August... You know, there was an officer involved shooting with Dustin Darling and uh, Alan Crook. Is it Alan? That's correct. Yeah. Alan Crook, obviously. Is that part of an investigation? Was that a random thing? That Because when I watched the body cam, I'm like, oh, my God, that guy's got a You know, like, how would he even suspect that? Oh, this guy is going to be in this, like, outhouse next to it, you know, or a, yeah. a tool shed, and he's going to have a gun and start shooting me. So sure. I guess you want to just, was that part of a larger investigation? Or? Well, it, 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 the, the aftermath of that certainly was. So we were just, we were, uh, officers were called there for, for more or less a typical call for service. Right. And, and when, uh, you know, Officer Darling uh, arrived, he, he confronted uh, Alan Kruk and, and uh, um, uh, Kruk had a gun. And so the, um, you know, Dustin did what he had to do, and 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 so then the aftermath of that case, in terms of investigation, in terms of what we're talking about here, um, once everything was 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 situated, um, Officer Darling had medical care. Obviously, Alan Cruck had medical care, and um, and and the scene would have been stabilized. That's when a much larger scale investigation occurs. So um, our you know my bureau at the time, I mean, I was called in. Several investigators are called in um, by law when we have a situation like that when an officer um, uh, utilizes uh, force uh, with firearm, um, there's, there, there's different circumstances, but we call in an outside agency to conduct that investigation for that use of force. And in that situation, it was the Department of Criminal Investigation uh, through the Wisconsin Department of Justice. So we are kind of working um, what happened there as an investigative piece but then there's also another investigation going on on the use of force that Officer Darling utilized. Right. And, and so there, there, there's kind of two different investigations happening at that time. I know a libertarian guy texted in. He goes, thank, thank you, Chief, for uh, increasing the charges of Kruk to attempted murder. At initially, recklessly endangering safety was not adequate. And, and he said, thanks for you know all that the department does. Sure. Do you want to just explain? You know, It was kind of confusing right off the bat. He was charged with recklessly, recklessly endangering or sure. endangerment, I guess. Sure. And that seemed weird. I'm like, um, he shot a guy. He shot a cop. That's, yeah, that's yes. pretty severe, and it's on video. But 
Uh, you know, can you just explain that process a little bit? Yeah, I can. Um, so the, the some of the differences with with how that went. Uh, Mr. Cruck was in the hospital for for a while, um, recovering from from his injuries. And uh, once he was released and then brought to the county jail, it was time for. Uh, charging decision, and that was the the, the initial charges were really a strategy. Um, kind of my best description of it was a strategy by the district attorney's office, basically to have holding charges on on Mr. Cruck, and then to gather all information that was available and 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 determine through all that information um, the the eventual charges that we saw. Okay. So it it did. It did kind of maybe unfold um, a little bit differently than I think all of us are, are, are used yep. to. Um, but then the, the, the charges that, that he's facing now then eventually came. So, so. Tim Grinke's in his office twirling his mustache trying to figure out a way to keep Crook <laughs> behind bars before you can actually. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about twirling his mustache, but, uh, but we certainly work closely with our district attorney. And, and, um, and he, he, you know, he works closely with us as well. And, uh, and, and I think, um, you know, where things are at right now are, are, uh, are pretty good. And, and that case is moving its way through the, the criminal justice yeah, system. Yeah, and, and that, that's something, you know, we talk about it because it's a very much an outlier in in this area anyway, a, an officer-involved shooting or, an, yeah. you know, yes. a back-and-forth, almost like a shootout a little bit. Sure. Um, with that, obviously, we, we got to see what happened. There was a body cam, and, yeah. and, there, and he had a vest on. Now, all your officers, can you just talk, like yeah. everyone has, has body cams and everyone has a bulletproof yeah. vests, essentially? Yeah, so our officers who are out in the field, um, operations, are, are, are wearing vests for protection um, and wearing body cams. Uh, and so those are, those are important pieces of equipment. And uh, we want all of our officers to be safe. And, and, uh, and, and also, uh, you know, basically where policing is at, at you know, this day and age, uh, body cams are incredibly important, and so uh, we we have that technology. And certainly, um, when that was you know that footage was released, you do see what what our officers are are dealing with on the streets. Um, with body cams, you know, just doing the show. I just started the show not too long ago. There's a camera in here. Obviously, yeah. we're on Facebook Live. It's awkward a little bit sometimes sure. to get used to that, and then eventually I just forget about it. And I look, I'm like, wow, I look ugly today, but whatever. <laughs> uh, every day, and um, but and I was just putting myself in in the you know the boots of a police officer and thinking like okay this body cam is on and first of all it, does it turn on at a certain point or is it all like if you're just it's ten o'clock at night and we're patrolling downtown lacrosse yeah, yeah yeah is it always on or how does so, that work? so really what 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 ends up happening is the officers turn those on so okay. we we have you know we have a policy basically to follow in terms of how to utilize the body camera and and so when they're on a call for service or having contact with with the citizen um, the body cam is then on and and uh, and and being utilized and we, you, and we want that to happen can you watch that feed live from like the station or not at all if, if the interaction turns to end to be like kind of heated is it live at all it's, or is... it's not a live no, feed okay. like that yeah it's it's uh once the video is captured then it's downloaded to to, yeah. a, to a basically a system that then we can log into and watch the 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 video clip right yeah uh, and i guess what i was getting at is 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 there a certain amount of like getting used to you have new new officers coming in and, sure. and that's got to be a weird thing to get used to like Okay, I've got I'm I'm in a confrontation with this person downtown. Whatever, I have my body cam on. 
now I need to be careful with what I say. But now he's getting, you know, like, yeah, oh, I'm on camera. Like, I don't know. Like, what's the process for, with training or is it just a matter of getting used to it? Well, you know, it is training. And, and you know, our officers are coming in and, and really are used to the new technology. I mean, this is these are the tools of the trade now for policing. And, and so we, it's the old guys that got to get used to the camera. <laughs> well, they, they probably have to get used to it a little bit more than some of our newer okay. officers. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is, I mean, we, we have a staff. The men and women of our department are very professional. We have good, we have really good officers, really good investigators, and and they do a great job. And and they, you know, they keep their cool. They do what they need to do. And I mean, they are very concerned about the service and safety um, that you know for our city and the service that they're providing. And and so in terms of uh, you know having to to constantly second you know or, or think about it or second yeah. guess themselves, this is just natural for them. I mean, they are operating professionally and doing what they need to do to whether it's calm a situation down, maybe take somebody into custody and arrest them or just have a dialogue with somebody to, to calm them down and find out what a problem is. And they do a great job at that. Yeah. It's a, it, you know, and it does, a, I feel like it does a, a lot of good. Maybe it keeps everybody in check a little bit because, Hey, you're on camera, dude, while I'm talking to you. And then on the flip side, when something like the Cruck Darling shooting happens, sure. you, can, you can go, Oh, that's, there it is. It's not he said, she said, or he said, he said, I guess. But Yeah, it, it, it certainly captures a different element of, of what we deal with. And, and that's something that, you know, we didn't always have, um, and now we do. And I think it also provides, um, you, you know, really some, some reality to our work, to the citizens that we serve, when they have the ability to see some of these, these video clips that are being captured. I know when, when the cams first started, I, I, think, I feel like that not everybody had a body cam. And I don't know how the vest worked but it was a funny thought and you know, i was talking to you before the show like hey you're gonna get a body cam because we don't really trust what you do and you're not gonna get a vest because you know you're not so important to the force <laughs> yeah that's not the case at all that's not the case at all and i tell you ever since i've been with this department we've all been provided um, a ballistic vest yep. so it's just been it's just part of our uniform it's part of what we wear every day um everybody wants to go home everybody wants to be safe it sounds like the worst in august like to have to wear that thing. you know it well on a hot day it can be but however you know it, it again it's it's the tools of our Until trade you get shot <laughs> we get used to it and 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 we want we want to have those on so okay. yeah all right we're going to take a, another quick break maybe a little longer break we're going to get scott's comma and the news and we'll continue with lacrosse police chief sean kudron right here on wizard all right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We'll just get this text out of the way because we were talking about body cams, Sean. Oh, sure. Lacrosse Police Chief Sean Kudron in studio here. Uh he uh nah, I forgot his name. Uh where is his name? Dennis texted in. Uh how long do the do you keep in store body cam videos? Yeah, so 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 general video, we have a we have a 120 day storage um, for, for general videos, we have, we also have the opportunity to, to archive videos and, and typically within that time frame, we know which videos we need, let's say for prosecution or, or, or for other reasons for review. Um, so that's been working out pretty good. And, uh, um, and that's typically how it works. Okay. Um, now we've learned that you grew up a Cornhuskers fan. Yeah. You've, you've, you're pretending now to be a Badgers basketball fan. Yeah, sure. Uh, which which makes sense because we got uh you know Kobe King's on the team. Yeah, And absolutely. he's from Lacrosse, yeah. and a couple of other kids are, are headed there. And in, in the next year, uh, you said you were a Brewers fan on the break. Um, what about Blue Hatched Baby? Hatch, the Hatch Baby. Are you a fan <laughs> of that? 
<laughs> outside your uh, office. There. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be, right? I mean, we've, uh, uh, it's, you know, almost kind of like a local celebrity. And, and certainly, uh, you know, we, we, we take the opportunity to have fun with that on, on social media when we can. So it, uh, uh, it's art, right? Now, and, you had your swearing in where? In, in the council chambers. In the council chambers. Yeah. Why didn't you have it out by Hatch Baby? Yeah, you know, we, we didn't <laughs> think about that until after the fact, and uh, there would have been some really good picture opportunities there. Right. But, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely a fan, local celebrity. I'm still waiting for you guys to swear in Hatch Baby as part of the department. I don't know it's, why you haven't deputized Hey, it, it could still happen. Yet. It could hurt. still happen, right? Um, what is your vision as you take over as the, the police chief? Do you have any, like, these are the, you know, like, come in with the iron fist and start <laughs> rule by, <laughs> um, by Kudron, or do you have, like, a vision or anything that you, you want to see different sure no as far as ruling with an iron fist no um i uh you know there, there's a there's a few things you know moving forward you know engaging our community and and, and really uh developing relationships with our stakeholders and community members I and mean, i'm a firm believer that our community needs to know uh their police officers uh we also need to know the needs of the community so that we know best how to how to meet those needs and so i think building relationships engaging with community members uh providing you know strong service for our community and and and, and safety as well. I mean, it, it all ties together, but we need to be out there engaging our community. Um, and, and I really think that'll take us to the next level of policing here. So we're going to work on that. We're going to work on, on, on continuing to do the great work that we do, because I think our department's in a really good place. Um, as I said, we've got a, just, just dedicated professionals in our department that wants, they want what's best for the city. And, and, and we're looking to move forward and, and, and really look at, at strengthening those relationships. You were in charge of the neighborhood resource officer program That's for a correct. while. Yes. And then you said yourself, you were a school resource officer at Lincoln. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Um, So that's all that engage is is tied into really just like, you know, face to face engagement with the community. Right. Do you see any like obviously school resource resource officers are going to be what they are. I don't know if you can grow that anymore, but with uh, neighborhood, is is that one of the things that you would like to see grow? Because I every time there's a, you know, a budget matter, it's always, hey, we're going to get funding for more resource officers. So that's, that seems like an important thing for you guys. It is an important thing. And I would, I I really want to grow that program. Um, You know, we've seen that model work. Uh, That model is really about, all about engagement and all about relationships and, and looking at problem solving that way. And, and that model is working for us. I mean, we're seeing some really good results with that. So, yes, I do want that uh, program to grow, and I want to take I want to take some pieces of that model and really try and, and, and bring that into our, our field services as well to, uh, to, 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 again, engage and understand and, and really develop our approach that way. That resource officer, does that come from the, the TV show The Wire? I don't know if you've seen that one because <laughs> – when I, when I think about, you know, face-to-face contact, officers walking up and down, hey, I know, hey, you know, Mr. Smith, who's out getting his paper, uh, you know, everyone seems to know the resource officer in their area. That, sure. that I get that from the wire, because I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. They all know who this guy is, and they're kind of yeah. friends with that guy. Yeah, well, and, and, and that that is part of what that's all about. You know, we talked about when we started the program, I mean, if if, if those officers go out into their, their neighborhoods and, and, and their kind of regional areas of where they're, they're typically working— and and the, the neighbors, the community members, the business owners, 
begin to know them by their first name. They're doing things right, and mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing. And and so you know those relationships lead to to solutions to problems and and better ways to solve problems within our community when it comes to safety. Now we won't put them on horses. You, I think you used to ride around with <laughs> a horse in town. Is I that did. Right? That's correct. Because you're not face to face. Then you're face to horse face. So it's harder <laughs> to like get to know that person. But what, can you talk about your time? And I, I I just can't imagine like what what's it, what was it like to have a like yeah. a horseback. Uh, officer I well guess. it no it, it was great I mean it was uh, um, it was a uh, the Armada patrol unit was really special event oriented where we would bring the horses in and, and Oktoberfest was really one of our main events uh, crowd control and, and otherwise and uh, that you know that was just that whole experience is a lot of fun for me um, you know the the community reacted very well I mean they they really enjoyed the horses it gave us a chance to really interact with people but when it was needed when when we were needed for for um, crowd situations it, it was fantastic i mean the horses kind of have a they have a bit of a calming effect on on people even people who are drinking alcohol and um and and at times we would you know move into the crowd we might have to you know move people around especially if we needed to get say paramedics or something like that or officers in to deal with the situation and it worked out really well i really enjoyed my time doing that it's got to be way better than doing that on a segway right well, my, yeah, I, I think so. So <laughs> at least more fun. What happens when the horse craps on the ground? Do you guys get, give yourselves tickets for littering? Then, well, or? not necessarily tickets. <laughs> I, you know, it, it really kind of depended on uh, the, the 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 what we were doing at the time. Yeah. But uh, we certainly would would pick up after them in the parks and and uh, and do what we could do uh, downtown when we needed to. So, um, last you know, last thing, uh, everyone always complains or you know at least on social media i think the people that don't complain just you know this is the way the law works but with with the uh police and the judges the relationship there i know you guys have and i always forget this name and i wrote it down and i uh, the criminal justice management council yes. that's uh yeah. once a month you like everyone that's involved in criminal management meets and we've done stories and i've had grinky on and and others to talk about that, but now you're the police chief. Do you do you see any changes or any anything that's going to, you know, m- moving on with relationships with the judges? Yeah, I mean, we want we want to strengthen those relationships. I I was on the Criminal Justice Management Council for several years. Um, I've worked with several judges on work groups and things like that for for other you know issues within the criminal justice system, and and I have a good working relationship with the judges. I want to keep that going. I want to strengthen that and enhance that. Um, you know, certainly there's been some situations that have come up with uh, whether it's you know you know a bond issue or, or or somebody maybe that's that's being released from custody that that we've dealt with, and and we don't always agree. There, there's no doubt about that. But um, our message from the police department has has really never changed. I mean, people who are committing violent crimes, um, we don't want them out continuing to commit violent crimes. And and certainly, you know, habitual criminality when people are on bond, I, I think really needs to be addressed by the courts. And so those are those are you know stances that we've always had. And uh, and so you know we're going to continue to work with the courts so they understand you know our perspective where we're coming from. We certainly um, you know will will listen and hear to what the what the judges have to say as well. It is about dialogue. It is about working together. And and I think uh, I think it's going to That'll work well. We still may not always agree on on decisions, but um, you know the judges make uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of decisions a day. Uh, some of the outliers are the ones that that at times we have problems with, uh, but we're going to continue a dialogue with them. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Is we often get fired up about the one outlier, what every couple of months, sure. when there might be hundreds of others that go fly under the radar because they're not even on the radar because 
you know, everybody has done their job appropriately in that matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, those are, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, the ones that that are outliers really, um, you know, at times, you know, they've, they've had me kind of wondering or kind of, you know, scratching my head like, gosh, I wonder why that decision was made. And I don't think it's in the best interest of safety for our community. But at the same time, you know, I, I've got to look at a lot of other decisions, just as you said, that that have been made and, and, and really were made accurately and correctly. So we have to take that into account and we have to be able to continue a dialogue so that we can we can understand each other's positions and, and work together uh, really for the best outcomes for our community. All right. And before we let you go, as the new lacrosse police chief, are you going to rein in? Your assistant chief Abraham on Twitter, or what are you? Are you going to take his phone away? Well, I tell you what, he's pretty emotional about some of the things that he puts out there. He is a dedicated law enforcement officer for the city of Lacrosse, and uh, he's got strong feelings uh, about the safety of this community. and uh, And and he has he, he has made some you know decisions on his own as far as his Twitter account, but uh, but he is he, he's somebody that you know really has the best interest of this community and uh and and he's a uh, he's 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 a great guy and he's uh he's doing a great job so. and you've sicked him on the judges at the the uh the J- criminal justice management council instead of yourself now so <laughs> well yeah he, he's sitting he's sitting at the table but uh but i'll certainly be there as well sure so. all right that's uh lacrosse police chief sean kudron thanks a lot you're headed to a city council meeting I now sure so am, if anyone yeah. wants to go and meet him he'll be there all right thanks for having all right me. thanks a lot we're gonna take another quick break and we'll be back to wrap up after this all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm what'd you think of that New police chief, Sean Kudron. Looks like a guy that uh, if you were trying to run from, he was going to catch you. Pretty in shape guy. Wouldn't want to be in a rundown against him. Him behind me anyway. Not that I'm going to be. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. If you want to call in, text in, if you had opinions on the new lacrosse police chief, if you had opinions on anything else. Uh, don't think he said anything too controversial. I tried to get him with the judges. I, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, a guy that grew up in Nebraska, so we'll let him off at that, even though he's a Cornhuskers fan, right? Uh, he's turned into a Badgers basketball fan, he said, and he loves the Brewers. Somehow we've gotten him to love the Brewers, the disappointing Brewers. Uh, I think Hank Hank texted in, uh, bring the horses back. And he also asked if, if the hatch baby was a symbol for the police. Back the blue. Yeah, if you ever go to the Lacrosse Police Department's Facebook page, they often have, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff there. And they often have a lot of fun with the the hatch baby, libertarian guy. I'm still I'm, I'm I'm struggling to call it the hatch baby. If anyone doesn't know what the hatch baby, it's the giant blue baby coming out of an egg on the backside of the city hall or the front entrance of the Lacrosse Police Department. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is a great selfie opportunity. It's very strange looking, and I love it. Um, I thought a couple of the other things that I thought were interesting is we got a little bit of a little bit of a answers on Alan Cruck, the guy who essentially got into a shootout like, like the Wild West with uh, Officer Dustin Darling. 
Uh, Police Chief Kudron talked about how the charges have been up now against Alan Crook. And he, and he talked about how the initial charges weren't, you know, attempted murder or whatever, even though he shot a police officer. We were all kind of confused about that, but he just, he talked about how that, you know, that's against, the, you know, another way that maybe we don't quite understand how the law works, but that's just how the law works. And eventually those things get worked out. Uh, Learn that everyone on the force has a body cam. I think at first there were the police only had a couple of body cams, and then you know it's just a matter of funding. And after that, I also learned that they all have uh, vests on, which I never think about. I don't know. Maybe is that common knowledge that all, all officers are wearing those those Kevlar vests or bulletproof vests? It's not something I ever thought about until Darling got shot. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, you know what? I'll have the chief in here. I'm just going to ask him, even though maybe it's an obvious question. It would be funny if not everyone got him, because then you're the officer that doesn't get a, bo- a, a bulletproof vest. And like, what did I do? Why am I not that important? 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We're going to bring, uh, yeah, caller, who's this? This is Tom. Hey, Tom, go ahead. I just wanted to comment that uh, Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is a terrific member of the La Crosse Police Department. We're very fortunate to have law enforcement people who will stand up and do what's right, even though maybe he may step on some toes of some elected people or city officials. He's hired to do a job, and he has done a great job. And uh, the people should be very fortunate because many people who work for the people, the public, will not stand up and put their job first. They will suck up to somebody or be quiet. Rob Abraham is a brilliant, hardworking, dedicated individual, and LaCrosse is very lucky to have him. All right. What would you think of uh, the new chief, Sean Kudron? Uh, wonderful. He's got to be at least a 10 because his competition for that job was also terrific. Uh, yep, great guy. I'll tell you, the city of La Crosse is very fortunate to have such high-quality people. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. You bet. Yeah, if you guys uh, ever notice Rob Abraham, every once in a while, it's, it's not often, but every once in a while, and I think a lot of us get confused about certain People that are arrested being let go the next day. And then we're like, what? He he or she did this and they're out on bond. Or It's also like a little bit annoying because <laughs> we don't understand the law all the time. And not that what Abraham's saying is annoying, but the whole like social media outrage about somebody getting released on bond. I mean, every time somebody gets arrested in the town, it has become, oh, better be out on bond. And it's just like, okay, well, just you got better things to do than to complain about that. Like, got better things to do than worry about that all the time when somebody's arrested. Um, I feel like a lot of us don't know the, the entire situation. Uh, Hank, yeah, Hank did text in also, what's with the giant pile of dirt in the Kmart lot? I don't know. I bel- No, I can't even... I, I remember talking about what they were going to do with that Kmart area or lot. But now I, I kind of forget. And I just, I don't want to say off the cuff because I just don't remember. I feel like if you Google Kmart and lacrosse, there was a little bit of talk maybe a year ago or more, 
But yeah, it's it is kind of funny. We got Kmart's and Shopco's all over the place that aren't being utilized for anything. Um, one other thing I talked about with Kudron, Lacrosse Chief, Police Chief Sean Kudron, and I thought it'd be fun to get uh, you know some of the canine officers. I think it'd be fun to have them come in in the studio and just talk. I'm a dog guy, so I think it'd be fun to have them guys come in studio, maybe do a little demonstration or just to have the dog in studio. It'd be fun. And we could just talk about like what a canine officer does, what, you know, like the, the kind of day in the life of a canine officer. And he sounded, he sounded like he'd be, uh, he'd be cool with that. Uh, go back to the phones here. Go ahead, caller. Who's this? Uh, this is Andy. Hey, Andy, go ahead. Um, all that dirt over at Kmart's actually from the road construction they've got going on. And as far as what's going on at Kmart, that's still kind of up in the air. Okay. Awesome. So we can't complain about the dirt in the Kmart lot because they're fixing the roads, right? Yep, that's the city <laughs> doing it. So they just needed a place to put it while they were working. Sure. All right. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. There you go. Hank. Is it Hank to ask? Yeah. Hank, there's your answer. That's why there's dirt. In the Kmart lot, it's not for anything to do with a building or utilizing that building. It's uh, because we're fixing the roads. I did not get to ask Kudron about if we're going to... Someone proposed this the other day when we had the mayor, and the mayor answered it, but I didn't get it. I didn't ask Sean, the Cross Police Chief Kudron, but speaking of fixing the roads, we have fixed Losey Boulevard, right? the four-lane road that kind of goes right through the heart of lacrosse or the edge of lacrosse, I guess. And uh, for about a year, we talked about how we we're going to change the speed limit down from 30 to 25 on that road because it was too rough and it would ruin the houses and the foundations in that area. And I forgot to ask him if uh, we would raise that speed limit back up to 30 miles an hour now that now that the roads are fixed and it's not doing damage to houses or foundations. The mayor did answer that question though, that a texter sent in. So if you want to listen to that, it's actually wisdomnews.com. Go to podcasts and you can listen to that interview from Monday. But that is all the time I have for today. We'll be back here again tomorrow. We'll do a little sports, a little free for all Friday. Thanks a lot for listening right here on Wisdom.